Welcome to Return to Oswald. Uh, my name is Derek. As always, I'm joined by Scar and Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? Wonderful. Scar, how are you doing? I'm good. I did not love this episode. <laughs> oh, I know exactly why. And I know and, exactly and why. I, I remembered why I don't like Burr. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. I can't say it, but I can't say it because... Oh, so it's something that didn't happen in this episode. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, at the beginning of this episode, Revenge is Sweet, this is episode 11 of season four, uh, they still have Burr in the cage, so we know the timing of this. It's like right after. They still didn't put him in the hole when they thought that... um, Yushi was dead. They just put him in the cage. And so they actually they also put a bucket in there with him. So now if he has a shit, everybody's gonna smell it. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw yeah. he had a bucket in there. I was like, and then he just gotta like, I mean, I guess I mean we've seen a lot of penis in this show, but like if he gotta pee, he just gotta pull his dick out right there. Mm-hmm. hmm It just seems weird. Mm-hmm. So after that happens, um McManuson or Leo pull him out of the uh, cage to come and talk to the, well, McManus pulls him out the cage to go and talk to the warden. And Burr comes out spitting straight, absolute facts about what actually transpired. You believe you arranged to have Beyond Ishway killed? And your belief is based on what? On Beyond coming to me and saying that you threatened him. McManus, do I look stupid to you? You warned me that if anything happened to those illegals, I'd be held accountable. And then the next day I go out and grease the guy? Fuck that. Maybe you grease him, assuming I'll think you're too smart to. And maybe somebody set me up. We have no evidence. Only the word of a dead man. I walked away from that like McManus is really barking at the wrong tree and I don't know why he's so hard up on getting Burke con- convicted, but he's absolutely convinced that he's in the right. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it because he went so hard and it's just like something about this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's a lot about the show that doesn't make any sense, but like. Why would it? Well, I mean, I guess he was just like, well, maybe you you thought you were outsmarting me by just going ahead and doing it and blah, 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 blah. But like, am I that fucking stupid? Like, am I that fucking stupid? Like the day after you tell me to leave these people alone for some shit that I, I ain't had nothing to do with these people in the beginning. But the day after you tell me to leave them alone, I fucking kill one of them. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Like at all. And um. Burr knows that Morales and Chucky are the reason he was put into the cage. And he tells him that he ain't going to forget it. And Chucky says so much for plan A. And Morales is like, that's why we have plans B through Z if necessary. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Simon Bar Sinister or something? Smart. Hmm? Morales is not that smart. At all. But he surfs the internet and wears business suits. Exactly. Uh, it's it, it just, I don't know. I just don't I, like, you don't know what their, you don't know what their, their game is right now. And like, they just, their whole thing is like, we need to get Burr about the paint, but like, he was never really in the paint. He just so said like, he didn't want to work with them. Like, why are y'all so hurt about this? Exactly. It's a bunch of hurt niggas in prison. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So the next thing that happens is that Leo goes to see Alvarez in solitary and, and Miguel has a, a wild ass proposition for him. Like, I know we don't like each other. I know that we've gone through a lot of stuff and I know I escaped and I embarrassed you. But if you let me out of solitary, and I know you're trying to keep me in solitary for the rest of my natural born life until I turn into a zombie. But if you let me out, I'll be a snitch for you. And, and Leo's like, yeah, okay. Here's my thing. Leo is just like, well, you escaped and you embarrassed me. It was like, yeah, the fucking mole escaped too. And he getting married. <laughs> And he, you know, you letting this nigga get married, all kinds of shit. Like, but that, he doesn't like Morales because of Arden. When we get to that point, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, because of Arden. But like, come on, man, like he took care of your problem. Yeah, he did, I and mean, you should respect him for that. He gave you your first TV. I, I mean, actually, actually, he didn't. No, William, William Giles did, but yes, but he didn't know that. He he thought he was taking he. Nobody knew that, technically. Right. And Miguel still hasn't told him. They just living off. We fighting on that lie. Um, yeah, because the only person who the only person who knows can't say can't say what they know mm-hmm. because he's not in his right mind. And so after that, uh, Miguel gets let back into Emerald City, and the first thing he does is goes and talk to Morales, which and- is the dumbest thing he could possibly fucking do. Well, I mean, he's like, if I'm a, if I'm a going to get back in so I can become a good snitch, I got to be all the way in. Yeah, but like, if you know, you you know, is the moment you ask, they're going to want you to do something that's, they're going to want you to kill somebody or they're going to want you to do something. Mm-hmm. And like, they're putting you to the test. And like, okay, so it's, and like, the first thing they say was, you see that dude over there? We I need see- to get we need to get him out the paint. Like, like, they still, like, like they enemy still, of the week type shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just this, this storyline, most of the storylines just fucking suck right now. And you can tell that this shit was a last minute. Oh shit. The Sopranos is running late. I like that's this whole fucking season so far. Oh shit. The Sopranos is running late. So let's just write some shit and get some shit. Actually like fucking, uh, recorded or whatever. I, and I I learned something about this show from uh, from Method Man, but I can't I can't say it until his character shows up. So Method Man's character shows up. At, no, when his character shows up, then so I can Method tell Man's you. in Oz. Yeah, I Thanks. mean he he plays he plays a character. I mean he played it he played in Oz in the Wire. Yeah, he or, was in the Wire. I knew that, but I didn't know he was in Oz. Thanks, bro. So um, the I didn't say who he was or what he was gonna do. The Weiger Corporation uh, wants to use prisoners to test a new medication that they're developing. And Tim's against it. Like, he doesn't want them to be forced to do it, but it's voluntary. And what they're going to do is they're going to reduce the sentences of any inmate who participates in the trial. But really, instead of uh, serving the time that they're sentenced, the criminal would take a pill and age the same number of years. And I'm like, nope. All the nope. There's nope. so much that can go wrong with this. And I'm like, all the nope. Yep. They also had a new random black CO in the meeting just to say, this is real. Good job, dude. Good job. We applaud you. Real man of genius. <laughs> Mr. Black guy with one line. No, I'll give a fuck. He got to speak. <laughs> right. Um. And so if a 20-year-old inmate is supposed to serve 30 years, he can take the pill in age 30 years and get out that same day 
looking and feeling like Cuba Gooding Jr., a 50-year-old, 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and so I say it again, see above, hey, nope. But see, here's the thing. You go in there being trained, you go leave radio because that shit might do some other things to you. Exactly. And the the inmates are all interested, of course. But then Gloria tells him that the side effects are heart problems, tumors, and possible death. Beecher initially says he won't take it because he doesn't want to freak his daughter out by looking all old. Augustus says he can't take it because he's a lifer. The only pill that they can give him is cyanide. But Boost Mollis might take it. He's just afraid of dying. And Arif is interested in taking it, but Saeed says that Muslims can't take it. Uh, it goes against what they believe in. How? Like, like I don't... Well, that's the same, way he, the same reason why he wouldn't take medication when he had the heart issue before. He was like, we don't take meds. No, he said that uh, that medication was going to uh, change his mind. Alter his mind, yeah. Alter his mind, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing that happens is that Brian is in the pantry minding his own business and Claire runs up on him and starts making out with him in front of everybody like the pantry isn't just chain link fences and folks can hear what you're talking about yeah. but I, I I never figured out why they thought it was so far away that nobody could ever hear them strategizing and shit uh, Ryan tells her that he doesn't want to do it anymore and he threatens to go to the warden and Claire tells him, go ahead. If you do, then I'll stop fucking you. And I, I guess I'll go find somebody who... Never mind, I'll find somebody. No, he, she just says like she's going to go find Cyril. That's what I was saying. He, She's going to find somebody well, who she said, like him. She said somebody... She When she started off, she said, I'm going to find somebody else. And then Cyril popped up in the background. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find your brother. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan agreed to keep having sex with her. And she was like, now I want you to stick your finger in my twizzy. I ain't gonna say what she said because it's not a homophobic slur the way that she said it. The the way that, well, the way she implied it overall was using a homophobic statement. Um, but she just wanted him to stick his finger up in her, her twizzle. Um, the next thing that happens is that Cyril is talking on the phone to his aunt and thanking her for the candy that she gave him. For some reason, these motherfuckers still don't know that Cyril is like Hans Johnson. Yes, uh, and it, but but we also did learn because they do a camera sweep and we can see that the other phones are fucked up. Yes, so there's so only one the, phone left. So there's only one phone and he's having this conversation about his candy and they are like, yo, come the fuck on. And then he just walks in there and he just hangs up the fucking phone. Cyril is Knuckles Jefferson and this, I... This nigga, this nigga killed somebody with gloves on. The fuck you think you're gonna do barehanded, fam? <laughs> exactly. And yeah, he might hurt his hand, but he gonna hurt you way worse than his hand. And so the dude, the Aryan, comes in and, and hangs up the phone while he's telling his his uh his auntie about how much he liked his Twix bars. It was it was chocolate with caramel. That's all Twix is. Y'all be hating on the wrong things. Um, and so Cyril turns around and starts beating the motherfucker up. And for some reason, Cyril ends up telling the inmate he's beaten up that he'll fucking kill him, which is so unlike Cyril. Yeah. It's and so then Cyril and goes he, to the medical ward and gets strapped down. And he, however, he isn't strapped down well enough because when Gloria goes to administer medication to him, he tries to choke her to fuck out, which again, so unlike Cyril. Yes. Yeah, that's the point, though. That's not a bad storyline. They said that he's spiraling out of control and his brain injury is getting worse, which is causing more erratic behavior. 
And that's mm. why they were trying to find the remember they said the medicine wasn't working. They're trying to find medicine that can subdue her more. Yes. Um, I just didn't think that his brain was spiral enough to where he'd be able to clearly tell somebody, I'm going to fuck you to fuck up. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, I take a dog and I choke him. Like, <laughs> that nigga went full, that nigga went full pops, you I mean, I didn't think that your brain could regress to where you'd step forward and start sounding like fucking DMX. When I see it, I'm taking a run with it. That's me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And he is, and like he is going off, like clean off. Like I mean, obviously these what they need to figure out something with these drugs because he mm-hmm. is going all the way off. So McManus wants uh, them to seriously wants Gloria to seriously consider transferring Cyril to the Connolly Institute, uh, which is the ward for folks who have brain injuries, mental health issues, things of that nature. And then but, they say some bullshit. But then Gloria says that taking him away from his brother is only going to make things worse. Then McManus abruptly changed the subject by saying, how about that rain check? What you got on my dinner? Huh? <laughs> and she's Still like, I, 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 have, I have to stay late tonight because I have a thing. And he's like, well, what about tomorrow? And she's like, we'll see. <laughs> but really, she loves uh, Ryan. And so... Uh, her and Ryan talk and Ryan wants Gloria to give him and Cyril the medication so they can get out. But the problem is they're both in for life. And McManus tells Gloria that. Are we going to talk about how they got some type of DC Comics medicine in Oz? That aged you by like whatever years you need to be aged? Uh, 50 years. Yeah. That's just stupid, bro. And like, who, who, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you you, could, you couldn't like it's voluntary. Good because I ain't gonna volunteer. Like this is. I mean, I would probably sound in if I was there. I would probably sound how people sound with the vaccine. Like that's how. You know what I mean? Like I would be. I would be on some conspiracy theory. Like you know, I I just couldn't. Like ain't no way in hell. I want to fucking. I want to age another ten fucking years and still be my same age, no thank you. It ain't even on no vaccine type shit, to be honest with you. I just, I just, that's it. I just don't want to walk out of there uh, 80-year-old, 30-year-old. Yeah, and like, Like, I don't want to be on no Benjamin Button shit. And nigga, I'm already over 35. My check knees like be coming on sometimes. Like, what do you think is gonna happen if you fucking if you age me another 10 fucking years? You gotta be out your goddamn mind. You know how how often I don't do nothing and my back hurt? Like, nigga, no, you are not gonna age me more than what I am. Like one day you step into the prison and you able to do the percolator, you step back out and your shit broken down. Like that's a horrible way to be. Like getting I just finished watching that horrible ass movie old. That's all I'm gonna say because I'm not gonna date this uh this this episode too much. But this is that. This is this is what they wanted to do is make you old within a matter who I don't know why people would volunteer for that. And how can you medically make sure that it's oh yeah, exactly 30 years? Yeah, and yeah, like there's is this is a trial. So this these these are the first people to actually get onto this shit. And there is no way that you can control what this is actually going to be. I am literally 
like I am the, I am a I am a crash test dummy at this point and I would be a dummy to actually go for this. Mm-hmm. So but what if you get out? What if you find out that the people did it? But you get out and so you go in like 20 years old and you're supposed to do 50 years. Let's say you're supposed to do 25 years. Okay, whatever. So you you take the medication, you age 25 years. You now look 45. You have the body of a 45-year-old, but you're stepping back out of jail like a year or two after you went in and you look like you're 45. What can you tell your family? What can you tell anybody? That I took a drug and they got me out? Mm-mm. I ain't doing it. I don't trust medication right now. I'm already iffy on certain shit. I mean, I trust medicine, kind of, but I don't trust medicine that you ain't tried on nobody else. And if you say I want to try it on prisoners first, fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I wanted in that first batch to get that vaccine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to let y'all get it first. And then when it's my turn, I'm going to show up when the white people show up. I'm not showing up when it's time for the niggas. That's not what's going to happen to me. <laughs> Virginia. Um, so McManus tells Gloria that he that they can't do it because they're in for life. And she says, well, I could petition the governor to make an exception. Tim rightly wants to know, why the fuck do you care all of a sudden? And she's mm-hmm. like, because I'm doing a good thing. And he tells her straight up, if you get Ryan in the program, I'm going to get it shut the fuck down. I swear to God. I swear for Lord. I swear McManus for Lord. McManus is right here. He's hella 100%. right. 100%. There's no way for her to justify why two people who are doing life for murder should be able to get out because she gives them a pill. And so turns out Beatrice in the program, along with Robeson, Timmy Kirk, Cyril and Ryan, uh, five inmates will be given the drug and five will receive placebos. And, and I'm guessing that Timmy's going to end up getting the real thing because otherwise, why would they introduce him back in after so long away? Then I had to mention this because Augustus, did a monologue thing again where he was talking about his uncle Bilbo. This is the second time he talked about his uncle Bilbo. And his uncle Bilbo has a lot of sayings. I guess I would say he has a baggins of them. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I just wanted to let that sit. I was not going to say a word. I am not ashamed. Uh, so Speaking of uh, Augustus, fucking hater, he sees Jackson Vahue. Augustus here. How you doing, brother? What can I do for you, Vahue? The answer is no. How you gonna be like that, man? You and me got history. Yeah, and it's ancient. Ancient? I remember when I first got into Oz, I was your hero. You talking about the 95 Bulls game, boy. You scored 58 points. Okay. Yeah, you always been my hero, man. That's me. Fucking role model. Well, I was still naive then. Back then, I thought you were as good a person as you are at basketball. Now, hold on, man. Look, during the riots, I stepped up. I tried to save Eugene Dobbins' life. What'd I get for it? An ass whooping and a transfer. Whatever. Fuck you, man. Shit, ever since I've been back in Oz, man, I've been invisible. I ain't been causing nobody no trouble. Now I'm up for parole. So while you in here rotten, I'm gonna be back out. Back in the court. 
Don't you live with that little man. And it, that was that ether that sat in his fucking soul. It burned his soul up. And he was like, I got to do something about this. And he but, went full, full hater. But before he became, a, before he told him he was getting out on parole, Augustus already, like, when did something happen where Augustus no longer liked Jackson Bayhew? I don't know, because, like, the last time we saw him is exactly he was what doing, he said. Is when Augustus, when Augustus, you know, convinced him to save Dob- to try to save Dobbins' life. He put that man's life on the line mm-hmm. to save to save someone else. That he, yes, he he did he did something to do. You know, he smashed up his uh his was it Jello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he smashed up his cello. You know, because he was he you know he was feeling some kind of way. But like, you know, when it came down to it, that man took your advice put himself on the line to try to save someone else you looked up to. Mm-hmm. There was nothing between the two of them. Nothing. He did that for you because you, you convinced him to help. Mm-hmm. So like, so now all of a sudden you a fucking bitch ass hater. And I just, I, this whole part literally irritated the fuck out of me. Yes, it did. I told you these storylines is like every single one of these storylines is we had to do something real quick. What's you got, Brandon? Y'all ain't listen to Augustus to start the show. Yeah, revenge is what drives all. But why does he want revenge? That's what I didn't understand. Like, yes, he does want revenge after he says I'm getting parole. But prior to that, he's like, "What do you want, Bay Hewitt? Already know." Yeah, revenge equals jealousy. I guess because there was nothing for him to get revenge on from him because his his revenge would have been for what he did to Dobbins, but when it came down to it, he, he stepped for up it. for Dobbins. Yeah. He stepped up for Dobbins. So I don't understand. I don't understand the storyline at all. And so but, when Rebido walks into the computer room and sees Augustus, we hashtag we are Rebido. Damn. What's the problem? I'm trying to find the name of the woman who Jackson Bayhew beat up and almost raped. The one that got him sent to Oz. Why? Because that cocksucker Bayhew was going to sweet talk the parole board into letting him go free. I want to make sure the girl gets the chance to tell the board not to. You still hate him that much? Hate? This ain't about hate. This is about justice. He's supposed to serve 12 years. He should serve the full 12 years. Niggas get paroled every day, B. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you have, there is nothing, nothing that should be in the way of you stopping that man from, from getting out. Like he's, he, like he said, he's been invisible. He ain't been bothering nobody. He's been gone. So like, even if he did something where he went, like, you don't know, like there was nothing there from what you know, there is nothing that this man has not done, you know what I mean, to, mm-hmm. to, to fix himself. But well, wasn't he a dick to Augustus? No, no. he was Augustus's hero. He was Augustus's no. hero. But when he got there, he made Augustus get high. Yes. He got him addicted to drugs again. 
Yeah. But then, like we said, he atoned for all of that when Augustus was like, "Please help Dobbins." But like he got him, he got him addicted to drugs. Well, he got him back on the drugs because he already had an addiction. But he got him back on the drugs. But he was doing them shits too. So it wasn't like I, I forced you to do drugs. It just so I could have pressure. Just so I could have. Just so I can laugh. Yeah, like you're not trying to force it. Yeah. It was it was peer pressure, but it was peer pressure in the way that I'm doing this shit too. It's kind of like what they say they they, they say uh, about hazing. Like I make I make you do a whole bunch of fucking push-ups, and now I'm hazing you. But like if I'm down there doing the push-ups with you, then it's, it's not hazing no more. And the same thing with the drugs. If I'm doing the drugs with you, like did I, you know, like you did it because you're a fan of me. You didn't do it because I made you do a motherfucking thing. You did it because you're a fan of me. And I'm sitting here right beside you doing the same fucking drugs. So like what, so what am I doing wrong to you that I'm not doing to myself? I think we're forgetting something that happened. I remember him being a asshole to Augustus and bullying him and threatening him. I remember all this. I don't remember him threatening him about anything. I think he just, I think what it was is Augusta, you know, they, what they say, never meet your heroes. I think he just fucking, he met his hero and his hero wasn't a hero. Like he was just a dude. You know what I mean? And the dude ended up in prison and now like he does prison shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he, I think, I think his, his mental picture of who Jackson Vahue was got shattered and and he just he he feels some way about that but like I don't think Jackson actually did anything to him I can tell you right now that there's nothing worse than seeing that somebody that you set up on a pedestal the great Gatsby that's what this is Daisy was set up on a pedestal so high that when Gatsby found out that she could not be where he wanted her to be, she got X'd out the game. And so Augustus is mad about a lot of things. He's got a lot of anger, but I think the number one thing that he's got anger about is the fact that Vahu is going to be able to go back to his old life and be able to be a star while Augustus is sitting in a chair. For the rest of his life yep and and he's sitting in prison for the rest of his life because he's not getting out he had that conversation when they were talking about the pill he was just like i'm in here for life so like there's no chance of me getting out of here so what's the fuck point of me taking that pill he's really sitting for the rest of his life too he's sitting in jail true he gets out now he's got a chance of getting his career back seven more years he'll be too old exactly sounds like hate to me that's it. Thank you, Rebido. Again, hashtag we are Rebido. Sounds like hate to me. He finds the lady, which it's she didn't know he was up for parole. I thought they were supposed to call the uh the victims and when when you go up for parole, they're supposed to call the victim to let them know, hey, this person is up for parole. We'd like for you to come in and speak. That's part of the job of working for the CDCR. I know that. They didn't call her. Somehow Augustus found her number and was like, don't worry what my name is. It's not important. Did you know Jackson Bay Hughes going up for parole? I didn't think you did. And so she shows up right before Jackson goes in there to talk and she shows up and talks to the parole board and Jackson doesn't get his parole. Um, And so... Augustus is the moral... No. 
don't don't do that. Don't do that. This is all about hate. This, this is, is all about jealousy and bile burning his goddamn throat. This isn't about being moral or anything like that. Literally. Didn't he do this before? He did it to Snake, but that was because Snake fucking told him about a murder. He has nothing. He yeah. literally said he just doesn't want the nigga to get out. He's literally doing what Beecher did to Schillinger. And Beecher had a reason to do that to Schillinger. He I has no reason. Brandon, if, if if I, if you and I are like we are here on this show and, and like we are in real life, we're kicking it, we're talking, we're laughing, we're chatting, we're having a good time. Yeah, we might drink some beers or something like that. I don't drink beer, but we might drink tequila or something like that. And then you move. And I see you like two, three years later, honestly, this was the riot. So like three years later, I see you. And I'm just mean to you and cold. And so you get upset because we used to have some sort of connection and now I'm just being icy and you're like, fuck you then nigga. I'm about to go back to my house and do all these great things and all that kind of stuff. He keeps saying that we we missing something, but like, this is my third time watching this show at least. And I can't think of a time where he was, where, where he did something to deserve this. No, I remember he, him being an asshole to Augustus. That's what I remember. Hey, he no. was never an asshole to Augustus. He was always a fucking role model. Yeah, I think it's just, I think he just got his bubble burst. And like he became, and, and like when when he smashed that fucking cello, like that that is what sent him. Because remember, he smashed that cello and then like <laughs> Augustus went in the room and started playing an invisible cello and shit. Like it's just fucking fucker. weird. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think he did anything directly to him. Yes, he smashed that cello, but that wasn't Augustus's fucking cello. But let's do this. Okay, Brandon. You're right. Augustus is the fucking morality level of Oz. He's always been the soul of the, the heart of Oz. That's true. After Jackson gets out of his parole meeting, his parole hearing, Augustus sees Jackson at lunch, and this nigga has the grand ass audacity to ask Jackson how his hearing went with a big ass grin on his face. And he's still smiling and laughing about it until Jackson goes over and punches the CO in the throat like the CO was Doug Christie or something. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Because, I mean... Well, Jackson did it because he was angry. Why'd Augustus do that? Except to drive something into his heart, to pour salt in his wounds. That was not altruistic. That was not morality. That was hate. And I want you to know I did it without you knowing I did it. Nope, that's that's just pure hate, and I can't, I can't. Oh, I, yeah, teddy. For no reason is what we're saying. And so, um, after he punched the CO and tried to tackle another CO, then Augustus feels bad. I think we don't know. He stopped smiling though. Also, yeah. Jackson got thrown into the hole, but I think he has a it, in his contract that he can't be shown nude because they kept the camera angle on in a way that obscured like everything. Like he's the only person who got like Rosie yeah. got slid into the hole. You saw ass yeah. cheeks for days with yeah. Jackson. They cut away real quick when they threw it, they they showed just his torso. 
Mm-hmm. And then they cut to him sitting on the side. And of course, he's sitting in a way that obscures anything. I think I think it must be in his contract. Yeah, because y'all women out there, y'all ain't going to get to see what a six foot seven inch dick look like. That's what he was <laughs> saying. They, Vanessa Williams don't want me showing the, my dick. <laughs> why do they put them in the hole naked to begin with? I still haven't figured that out. To strip away their manhood. And the stripper where they're closed so they can't hang themselves. Oh, yeah, that too. Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck Augustus. Fuck him forever. Return to Oswald will be back after this brief break. <clears throat> hear ye, hear ye. The dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you fascinated by true crime like us? If so, check out our podcast, Crime Divers, hosted by me, Jill. And me, Laura. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday when we discuss true crime from around the world. So what are you waiting for? Come join us as we dive in. I'm Whitney. And I'm Melissa. We are podcast addicts. Fascinated with true crime. Winos. Boy moms. And both live in Texas. We became best friends almost instantly. When we discovered our obsession with true crime, Pinot Grigio, and all things macabre. We decided to bring our love of wine and podcasts to you. Join us on our weekly adventures as we branch out on new wines and cover crimes from across the nation. We will discuss everything from cults to kidnappings to murders and all that fall in between. Pop a cork or grab a glass. This is Colts, Crimes, and Cabernet. I'm Dawn. And I'm Cole. And Scottish Murders is a true crime podcast dedicated to people from or living in Scotland. Just like anywhere else in the world, these murders can be truly horrific and shocking. And we want to shine more light upon them. Join us every two weeks on Scottish Murders, where we'll bring you cases both solved and unsolved, giving you an insight into the other side of Bonnie Scotland. Find us wherever you stream your podcasts, as well as on social media. Join us there. Bye! Bye. 
Fact, over 700 people have been killed by the hands of the police just this year alone. I'm Katherine Sheffield, host of the weekly podcast, A Few Bad Apples. Each week, I unravel true stories of victims whose lives have been affected by bad apple officers of the law. I bring this relevant conversation into the public spotlight because it's a way to provoke change and reform. Not all officers are bad, and in fact, I highlight a positive story at the end of every episode to balance the spectrum. A Few Bad Apples is available wherever you get your podcasts. So the next thing that happens is that Giles got sent to uh, death row because he killed the guy that uh, was fucking with Alvarez. He wants Sister Pete to save him. Lepressi tells him that you ain't got nobody to protect you now. And Moses has a poster of the brat up in his, in his uh, cell and also Master P. That's it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about neither one of them. So we're moving on. I, I um, love I, 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 the brat when she when she made her turn and she started looking more feminine. It was like, wow, the brat is actually pretty. And then you know, and then she, she, she you found you found out she wasn't doing it for you. Yeah, she plays with because you team. weren't doing it for her. <laughs> right, exactly. So the Muslims are in the gym doing push-ups, and this nigga Leroy shows up, just slides into the picture. <laughs> wait 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 this nigga slid into the picture the way childish gambino shuffled into the picture when the choir was singing and this is america <laughs> <laughs> this nigga just kind of james brown shuffled in put a goofy on and dropped down start doing push-ups next to them <laughs> i'm gonna tuck mine in like, he was like yeah. <laughs> And so Saeed sees him as he's doing his push-ups. He looks up and or he looks over and sees him and snatches Leroy up by his collar, throws him up against the fence, punch him in his face, say he ain't never gonna be able to make it with them. He's not a Muslim, get the fuck out. And then we find out Leroy Ted, convicted on May 10, 2000 of armed robbery and reckless endangerment, sentenced to 20 years up for parole in 12. And he was the, he wasn't even the one that did it. He was the getaway driver. Man, always been that dude. Just a secondary. And they, and they had the worst fucking luck. He's on his way out of there and runs into a cop car. And so <laughs> Hoyt and Robeson, Arif and another Muslim are playing basketball uh, in the gym. And Hoyt and Robeson are planning on taking uh are are beating up um Arif and, and, and the other Muslim for Saeed getting Robeson sent to the hole. Robeson no, literally no. throws the ball off Arif's forehead, off his face so hard that I stopped and said, off the easy. <laughs> no, this is 100% a setup by Ted. Yes. And so Leroy shows up like fucking Hulk Hogan <laughs> and gets the Aryans off of him. And this is how he gains Arif's trust. Yo, I literally heard the music like, right? So all he had to do was push a white supremacist off another black person. And that means he's dead to be a Muslim. Well, you know, the thing that makes you into somebody who's worthy to be a Muslim is saving their life. That's the way that they have the Muslims pegged out in this show is that they don't stand for anything that they actually talk about in when they read the Quran. Right. And so uh once Leroy gets sent to the hole, he starts smiling because he sees his plan is working. But Leroy, uh, but then Saeed or Arif goes and talks to um uh, Arif goes and talks to Saeed and he's like, look, 
I'm gonna tell you why you can't why you can't hate Leroy no more. And so he goes and he gets Leroy out the hole, and they all hug each other. And Leroy is now in M City, and now they're all good. Meanwhile, Hoyt and Robeson are planning on taking care of Leroy after they kill Saeed because Leroy can't pull a punch and punch Robeson square in the face. And Schillinger hears them and admonishes them, uh, saying that he told them to leave Saeed alone. And what? Are they going to start a fucking war or something? What y'all going to do? Robeson tells Schillinger that, well, Leroy's going to do all the hard work and nobody's ever going to know that we're doing it. And Vern tells him, this is Oz, fam. The truth always comes out. Yep. And Robeson tells him to go and thump his Bible and Schillinger walks away. So then they went and found Pastor Jeremiah Dillon. And they tell him, yo. I see what you did there. Thank you. And they tell him, yo, you're going to stop making Schillinger into a Bible thumper. He's the leader of us. He's the heart of us. And we can't have no weak ass dude uh, leading the Aryans. And they're like, you keep doing that. We're going to fuck you to fuck up. So he immediately goes and tells Vern what they said. And uh, Vern says, I just want some joy in my life. And if they ain't down with that, then fuck him. And then Vern went to see Hank's wife, Carrie, and tells her to call Jeremiah's friend, Sarah. Uh, she needs anything that anybody to talk to because Hank is still missing. And everybody's like, I didn't think you were religious. And he's like, I'm a Christian, but I never really believed. And until Dylan took me to the peach pit and talked to me, told me I was doing wrong. <laughs> Then they have this moment that I thought was actually going to turn to a moment where Beecher and Schillinger finally have their interaction. And Vern starts off by reading the Bible and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then for no fucking reason, they literally cut away to talk about Timmy Kirk convicted on April 16th, 1996 of manslaughter and endangering the welfare of a child sentenced to 12 years and up for parole in seven. We want to see Schillinger and Beecher have this tete-a-tete. This is something that y'all should have actually written out because this is two great actors doing something. This is literally like Stone Cold and The Rock. Every time they get together, something good happens, and y'all cut away from them to talk about Timmy going to see Reverend Cloutier to offer him a blowjob. What is up with the them going back and doing these... Um these intros way, after the, like, fact, way intros? after the fact because we got two of them this week i don't know because they're finally writing them into a storyline and the storyline for um timmy, timmy is he wants to he wants to give jeremiah a blowjob and, and, and jeremiah hit him with that jeremiah's oh. like look you you living off the fact that you was a sexy little boy but you threw your child in the trash can that's a man's crime so you need to grow up and be a man. Also, I think that what's going to happen is that, like I said, Timmy's going to be the only one who dies from taking this medication or ages out and looks like 90. And that's why they're showing him. Leroy, his is because he's getting a bigger story and trying to get in with the Muslims. Somehow, the next thing that happens is that somehow Omar, in his one day, in gin popping is one day in Oz before he uh, got thrown into solitary for trying to beat a fucking newscaster to death. Somehow he saw Boost Mollis digging what in I his had, tunnel. What I had said. 
Who's Malice? I know your dirty little secret. I have a dirty little secret? Little secret involving dirt. You know, like digging. You dig? <laughs> the night before they threw my ass back up in here again. I'll be goddamn. I saw you digging a motherfucking tunnel. <laughs> tunnel? Tunnel. Don't play me. The fuck I look like to you. What do you want? From you. Nothing. But I'm gonna use what I know to get my ass out of solitary, right? No, please. I'm getting married, see. What? <laughs> married? <laughs> what the fuck do I care if you get married? I'll pay you. Pay me? Pay me what? What the hell good is money with my ass locked up in here like this, huh? Hey, huh? no talking. So. I th this is exactly what I said. I was like, how? Because he had to move the bed and all that kind of shit. How did nobody see that? How did, but okay, cool. Yeah, great, fine, whatever. But it just so happened that this dude's hell. How did Eddie like, see him? Exactly. How, how did, what? How did Eddie when the timeline for Eddie Kane is that he uh, beat the newscaster or or he was gonna he he tried to beat the newscaster and got stopped got sent to the hole he got out stabbed a nigga up went back in like it was so quick that Supreme Allah was like nigga that was a record how did he see this I don't know anyhow Next thing that happens is that um how did the how did the ropes in or whatever the other team it, that's the other question it's a, it's a very good question and he dug the hole in the same fucking well the first no. time he had it hidden behind a fucking toilet so it was even more hidden I don't know they do it when it's convenient yeah it's super convenient Leo well Norma and uh Norma and Boots Wallace are getting closer to getting married but they had to ask Leo, the warden, for permission to get married. And Leo says he only allows prison marriages for inmates who have exhibited good behavior. And Boost Mollis tells him, I've been a good boy. And Leo's like, bitch, you dug a tunnel and escaped. And not only that, Alvarez escaped with you, which was really fucking embarrassing. And Manis, for some reason, the dude who won't stand for Burr, who hasn't done shit, stands for Boosmalis, who was dug not one, but two tunnels, because one buried the Aryans in it. So he's dug two at this point in time. But McManus is like, he's a good dude. You know, and we need some good news in here. We need some happiness. Let love be in the air. And so Leo's like, all right, cool. The wedding's on if you swear to never dig another tunnel. But if I get word of any tunnels, it's solitary confinement for you, and you'll never see Norma again. The mole swears on his mother's grave that he'll never dig again, and then he goes to try and fill the tunnel in. But the mole, who has never had an issue digging intricate ass holes, is filling a tunnel back up and somehow hits a water main that's right underneath the hole, right Why? near the opening of the hole. Why didn't he just stop? 
he could have just stopped. And, and nobody would have like, known. Once I, once I, once, once you told me not to dig no more, I stopped. I stopped. I did, you I see how there's this. no, you see how it's not at the end. Go in there and look. Right. Yeah, I did have this going. I did have this going. I mean, I'm, a, you know, this is what, what I do. What was he digging for? He wasn't trying to escape again. He was, he was, he was, he was trying to escape. He, so he wanted to get dance married. at his wedding. Remember, because Boost Moths are, uh, Reba was like, I do want to dance at your wedding. You know, and Reba uh, uh keeping watch out for, while he was digging. I'm like, yo, that don't seem suspicious as fuck to anyone else. Right. In this prison. Reba Doll just standing by the glass. So he hits a water main, which floods their pod. And the mole is sent to solitary. All of the COs and all the inmates are panting after Floria, which makes sense. She's she's a beautiful uh, young woman in Oz. They were panting after Sarah too, but she didn't last that long. Um, of course, Augustus is talking to her and it turns out a fucking course that she's from the same project as he's from, or, you know, very nearby. He grew up on MLK and Southern, and she grew up in the Jane Projects. The one thing I took away from this, one, is it's still fuck you, Augustus, and two, they have an MLK every fucking hood, don't they? Yep. Every hood hey, got an MLK hey, street. If it's in New York, you know, New York got a Malcolm X Boulevard, so, like, it's, it's really real. <laughs> so, um... Poet loves her eyes, so they take time out to show her looking up at him with his with her eyes. And I was like, they are some pretty eyes. They look like my wife's eyes. Um, Tim McManus comes in and because he's trying to get his Mac on too. And he asked why Poet and Augustus were in there. He asked why they're all in there when the warden hasn't even gotten into his office yet. The warden won't be there. They've been sitting in there for like 30 nah, minutes. You missed you missed the part that even the white dude is there, like hey. nope, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Um because he said Augustus something says he, Augustus says he has a petition to get cable and Poet came back with him. And McManus says they should have given the the petition to him and sends them back along with the black seal that was in there waiting. Lepresti, who's also in the office waiting for the warden, tells McManus that when Leo does get there, McManus can see him first. It turns out his racist ass has a thing for black women. Yep. Leo arrives and to a completely refurnished office, cur- courtesy of Floria. He like he wanted to cry, right? <laughs> For me. <laughs> <laughs> McManus tells her, "Well, you can do my office next." Mm-hmm. Leo says it looks fantastic, and then tells her that she's fantastic. And they then walk the halls, and he asks her to uh, send flowers to his wife. And she's like, "Well, I got a message from your wife's lawyer about who should he contact about the divorce." He says he doesn't know. And Floria says, well, my brother's an attorney and can find the right attorney for you. They gone, they gonna get together. He tells her to send flowers to his wife anyway. At the next, uh, at the conference that that's going on, uh, Leo is approached by Querns. <laughs> yeah, Querns is in the building. Hello, Leo. Conference is going great. You really pulled it off. I should have known you'd show up, Quarns. Well, I am running Lardner now. And I heard the commission was considering you to replace Saul Carnes. I called him and told him what I thought of you. And you can see how much influence you have. Fuck off. Wait. Don't you want to know how Clayton Hughes is doing? 
not great. The prisoners all hate him because he used to be a CO. And COs hate him because they consider him a turncoat. He's getting in a lot of fights. Right now, I got him in protective custody, but the truth is, I don't think he'll survive the year. Main attraction has arrived. I want to transfer Clayton Odds. I can protect him. Right. I can protect him. Yeah, Martin. Governor, you seem to be getting around pretty well on those days. My physical therapist says I'm recuperating faster than any patient she's ever had. I expect to drop these crutches in a matter of weeks. Nice little shindig, Leo. A lot of people thought I shouldn't come, given the fact that this is the same room where I got shot. And I say, what the fuck, huh? Without your boy Clayton's helping hand, Alva Case might have won the election. Remind me to send Hughes a thank you card. The storyline of odds is a fucking circle. Yep. Every time somebody does something to the governor in that same room, the governor benefits. Every time. Every time they think they got him. He's <laughs> he wins every time. Mm -hmm. There was there was no point where he doesn't win in the end. They tried to get him in so many different things. But all this was really just a way to get Clayton Hughes back in Oz. So he's in Oz in Unit J, but he doesn't want to be in the cop unit. And he tells Leo so. And Leo's like, since when do you think you have a choice? Uh every single time that I did something shitty while I was here at Oz and you protected me. Uh, I think those ones were my choice. Dozens. But this gives us a chance and a reason to meet Alvin Yude, uh, convicted on January 20th, 2001 of aggravated assault of a minor. He was sentenced to 12 years and he's up for parole in seven. After... Uh, shit out of that kid. Man, the kid spit on him. So he hit on him. Um, after Hughes gets put into his cell in Unit J, uh, Leo tells Claire to make sure no harm comes from Hughes, or comes to Hughes, rather. And she tells him that I'm a CO, not a miracle worker. I'm a doctor. <laughs> then, Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker. And so as he's leaving the unit, Leo says hi to Mobe who's in there as well. Poet comes in to serve lunch and tells Mobe he pissed in his food. You ask Clayton a real innocuous question, honestly. You ask, ask Clayton if he was the guy who tried to assassinate Governor Devlin. And when Mobe says yes about Clayton, you says he guesses that he should have spent some more time on the shooting range. For some reason, that stupid-ass statement pissed Clayton off, and he tried to beat you up. Clayton is easily rattled. Mm -mm, is he, though? Because he'd never want to fight against an inmate. He'd be wise to keep that in mind going forward. But I mean, Also, he, he was, better not he, try that shit with Mobe, because Mobe looks like he knows Capoeira. But I now we. So, um, Mobe. How long is Mobe in prison for? They don't they say. say? They but don't he say. he talked with um he talked with his captain about uh Bruno getting murdered, 
and he tells his captain that he doesn't want to go see, he doesn't want his wife and his son to be able to go and see to be able to come in and see him but then they show him back in his cell crying and he was like you're denying your wife and kids a chance to see you the way that your ex-partner's denying you the chance to see her they love you and he's like i i just i can't see them like this even though he's clean now he's clean of heroin he's clean of everything i would have just asked to be transferred out I to a minimum security I thought he was gonna hit some heroin while he was sitting there with that with that picture. picture. I thought he was gonna see that picture and then like feel some kind of way and then hit the heroin so he could feel better about himself. But nope, he just cried. He's and never like, gonna feel better about himself, and you know why? Because he's nothing but a damn. Really, I needed you. What I hate jive ass niggas. Oh. <laughs> I needed you. And who who lays on the bed with their with their one pillow underneath their chest? Like you know what I mean? Like his head wasn't on the pillow. Like I mean, it was underneath his chest. I'm, I mean, when I'm alone in my room, <laughs> no, that's not how we lay down, though. I, I I just I lay down and stare at the wall, and inside of my heart, I hear my conscience call. Nah, dog. <laughs> so. Uh, the next thing that happens is that Keller is looking to see a beach room Ronnie fooled around. They come out of their pod and they're the next morning looking very, very comfortable. So he goes and tells Ronnie not to fuck Beecher because Beecher's a slut. And Ronnie tells him it's too late and that Beecher gave him an amazing blowjob the night before. Keller runs up on Beecher at breakfast and Beecher reminds him that he's killed the last two guys Beecher slept with. So I wonder if you're going to kill your old friend Ronnie too. Smart. Um... But then Ronnie and Keller talk in the gym and they start to make out and a CO tells them to get a room and they do and they fucking said room. So now it's a love triangle. However, the FBI tells Ronnie that if he snitches on Keller about the murders, the homosexual murders, he can get his sentence reduced by eight years. And Ronnie says he needs to talk to his lawyer. Now, I want to look y'all in your eye when I say this to you. And listeners, I want you to hear the frustration in my voice. This motherfucker's been in jail for like three days. He met Beecher like three days ago. He's known Keller his entire life. The FBI offers him this deal and he says, I need to go talk to my lawyer. And he goes straight to Beecher and tells Beecher everything. A dude that he just met that he knows is in a love triangle with him over Keller. And then, and then, like, he goes, you're a lawyer, right? <laughs> I think you're a lawyer, isn't you? Isn't you? And Beecher hears all this information from Ronnie and immediately goes and tells Keller, who then questions Ronnie about it. And Ronnie fucks up by saying, "I, I, I they tried. At first, he was like, no, nah, they was asking me about something else. And he was like, they tried, but I didn't tell him shit. And then Keller's like, well, suck my dick. And Ronnie gets down to suck his dick and he just snaps Ronnie's neck while he's sucking his dick. And that's oh the end God, of the episode. Man, he's got super strength, but also I wouldn't be snapping somebody's neck while they're sucking my dick. <laughs> hey, yo, this thing in Keller is basically Thanos. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, he did that shit so nah, easy, bro. Nah, nah. He ain't Thanos. Let's be nah, real. He, that he, nigga snapped the neck like Steven Seagal, my nigga. Like Steven Seagal <laughs> would just walk through just click, click. <laughs> like, click, click. He, he low-keyed the fuck out of him, dog. 
Steven Seagal just be like, you want to fight? Click. Are you ready for me? Click, click. Because, you know, Steven Seagal never actually knew real good karate. All Steven Seagal could do was a high kick and snap necks. Like, click. If they put him on Mortal Kombat, his fatality will be snap your neck. Click, click. <laughs> like, that nigga got a chiropractor's move when he snaps your neck, too. Because he goes from the side and then he twists. So, click, click. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the bottom line is, they didn't talk about Burr after the very beginning of this episode. Yeah. At all. So that's a slow burn that I'm not liking already. Like, we need Good. to just get that out in the open and get it taken care of. Good. I remember why I didn't like this nigga. Involving him with having these, um, the the immigrants staring at him and staring him down and shit in, while he's in the cage and everything was stupid. Um I want the Claire situation to be done with and over. Uh, I don't like Giles. I don't give a fuck about Moses. It was fun saying surprise motherfuckers for a couple episodes, but now I'm just like, he can go somewhere too. Um, him and Morales need to both die so then they can fucking end up on Dexter. Um, I mean, what, I what, what, what storyline is good in this episode? Exactly. I mean the 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 Augustus the but no none of them but the Augustus thing did had the I think it I think that the results that they had I think that years ago maybe I wouldn't have felt as much ire towards Augustus as I do now I think they thought that that was supposed to be like a good reason for him to do what he did but instead it just I, I it lowered him so much in my eyes that it's just like fuck that dude yep. <sighs> so Scar already knows this. So Scar, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Deshaun, do you think Jackson Davies gonna kill Augustus? No. No, I don't. I think Jackson Vahue showed up for one, and the reason why is because if he killed Augustus, he would have to be in the show somewhere. And Jackson was doing this shit in between seasons. That's that's why I don't think he's gonna kill him. I hope somebody kills him. Just roll him down a flight of stairs, nigga. Like I wanted, I wanted Jackson to tip his fucking wheelchair over and then just run the wheelchair over his head a couple times. That would have been that would have been the move, but no. Method Man probably killed Augustus. Huh, Scar? Huh, Scar? I'm just I kidding. I can't say shit. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. <laughs> for checking us out we greatly appreciate it scar you got anything coming well this is an evergreen show I yeah I, I, nothing, nothing new just go to the website buy some shit i need to I, i'm going to start the process i need to clear some more space here so that i can actually start putting the artwork on the website too so that's that's coming in hopefully by the time you hear this whenever you know like a month from now um i'll probably i'll probably get that that shit done like before September, just start putting some stuff up and and hopefully a month from now, nigga. Do you know what our turnaround time is for this show? I know what the turnaround time is for the show, but like you know, oh. we, we just we said this is evergreen. Yeah, yeah. When you listen to it, just come fuck with uh P T C A C handcrafted dot com. I'm proud of myself. Dot com.
<laughs> I like the, the, the old commercials. Brandon, uh, you got anything? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so y'all can uh, leave a voicemail at 916-633-1537. Uh, you can also um, email us at returntoodswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Cool thing about that is you can leave a review for the episode and for the show overall. So each separate episode you can leave a review for, which would be dope. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can also uh, hit us up on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's be okay. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger, and I'm on Twitter at Rashani. I think that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Hashtag We Are Rebido. Um, y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.